The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not that. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Hello, 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 hello. It's a special day. It's so special, so special. Do you guys want to know why? You want to know why? We have a special person here. Because we have a special person here and it's her special day. Oh my God. (laughs) Katie. Katie, my girlfriend. (laughs) Don't be so shy. She's graciously turned uh, the... Uh, I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) say. She's awesome. The precarious age of... um, 33. No. And... uh, (laughs) Not that old. 22. Uh, Yeah. It's John, my sister's boyfriend's uh, birthday in uh, like a couple of days, John. And I just said on the phone that he turned 52 and he got offended, so... He's actually turning like 36 or something, 37. He got offended. I was like, damn. Damn. What? I'm sorry, John. How do you feel? How today? do you feel? Do you feel older? I feel fantastic. At the ripe old age of uh, 39. I mean, uh, uh, 67. Yes, there you 45. go. 45. How do those knees feel, baby girl? I need their knee replacements already. Like, I'm making my doctor's appointment. Double knee replacements. She's making this appointment, like, 20 years in advance. You know what I'm saying? Like... I'm just looking ahead. She just wants to be a bionic woman. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? But, uh, otherwise... Zach, how has your week been? Pretty good. I... Pretty good? That's it? That's all you have to say? <laughs> I'm way too hyper today. I am way too hyper today, guys. No, it's fine. People um, are gonna fucking hate us. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched. Loki just came out today, but I haven't watched it. Lock yet. me, lock, yeah. Lock, Daddy Tom. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. What, is know. that one of the alternate universes he jo- goes to? Daddy. Yeah, it's BDSM Tom Hiddleston. Daddy Tom is his Daddy name? Tom. Daddy Tom. Got yes. It. All right. He steals all my taxes. That feels threatening. I played the Biomutant patch. <laughs> Sexually threatening. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's your safe words? <laughs> IRA. <laughs> it's the Roth IRA. <laughs> I'm dying. Are you okay, Zach? Yeah. Like, are you not ready for the girl energy no. that's uh, vibing, like, right now? No, my eyes are just watering. You're, you're just crying? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Involuntary. Oh, right, right. <clears throat> We're all going to sync cycles, right, Zach? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, uh, my week has been okay, you know. Um, it's just been okay. How's the puppy? <laughs> the puppy's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, she's freaking adorable. Her personality comes out more and more every day. Um, she's really living up to her name because she's, like, going to be lightning fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I can already tell, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh... Poopy brain. Yeah, she has uh, pee-pee poo-poo brain, and my mom is actually watching her while we go out of town on vacation for a week. Call us bad dog parents or whatever, but we we have uh, you guys to uh, look after her as well. Yeah, we gotta take her out. Yeah. So make sure she goes back. At least twice a day. Like, sure. just to run her in the yard for, for like, ten minutes or well, something like that. Well, you have like the that. fence now. Well, yeah, and we put up... We put up uh, grading today mm-hmm. so that she can't get under because she did slip under while oh, really? Brian was looking after her so <laughs> yeah quote uh, unquote. yeah quote unquote uh looking after her which 
didn't really happen. And then we had a little toxy poo. And, uh, yeah. So there's That's that. That's all right. Yeah, but uh, besides that, you know, like, my room's coming along. Got the rest of my shelves put up today. I think I'm going to buy some more shelves to put some, like, around here. Like, like all of the shelves. Yeah, like, I want to get, like, six more shelves or something like that so I can run it at this level all the way around. Oh, that'd be neat. That top level, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to Tennessee and uh, Virginia to see my friend Joe. So that's like my childhood best friend, Joe, my next door neighbor, best friend for the first like, well, from age four until like age 16, 17 when he moved away to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So like my childhood best friend. That'll be fun to see. Yeah, dude. But I'm really pumped up about that. But all the stuff that we're doing, like I got a bunch of really cool stuff planned. Like we were renting a UTV and we're going trail riding. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I got us like little safari hats. Oh, that's yeah, the one, the yeah, the ones with the wide brims and like the neck protection. Like they zip up to underneath your chin so they don't fly away. And oh, you gotta send us pictures. I know, right? Like, I I, I wanted us to feel like forty five year old tourists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm completely okay with that because I just want to do something relaxing and see all the states with the person that I love the most. Yeah. You know, that's so I know that's what I'm saying. But then after that, you know, we got more vacations planned, but we'll talk about those when those come up. But you know what that means? We're going on vacation. I'll be gone for a week, which means we'll have a episode that was pre-recorded for you guys. And yes. it's going to be a deep dive about horror. Mm-hmm. So be excited about that one. Look out for that one next week, you know, which, uh. I need to make sure I remember to put up the... That's fine. We'll, we'll get it out. <laughs> well, yeah, I already edited them. I just have to upload. Oh, so that's, that's cool. cool. Do you do you have a laptop that you'll have with you? Or do you just want to do it? No, no, I was just going to do it ahead of time. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. But, you know, uh, why don't we break... Well, actually, since you're here, birthday girl, how was your week? I think my week went pretty great. Don't, very... do- don't dox yourself by talking about where if you... Uh, uh, talk about your recent just, exciting oh, yeah, news. No. So But yeah, I'm excited. I got very fortunate. I was offered a job here. Um, my very first adult job where I'll get to use my degree in teaching and I'm super excited. It turn like, up, turn up kinda of fell in my lap and like <laughs> happened really fast, so I'm scared shitless if i'm being honest you know what and you know because of everything that had happened in the past you know we aren't talking about that here but everything that happened in the past you thought that this day would never fucking come i know and that happened over the course of like three days i literally literally told you i was like no we're in need of teachers like so bad Mm -hmm. especially in the uh in the field that you're going into so i botched that interview they must be desperate if i'm being honest you didn't botch it you were just being yourself (laughs) But it's cool. I'm excited. I get my first adult job, and it's my birthday. And I'm so excited because I'm having a party this weekend, and I'm going to get lit, and it'll be great. So. Lit, lit, lit. Nothing but good vibes lit, from me. I'm excited. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's amazing to hear. Oh, I got into um, my university today. No, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got uh, my email in, and uh, I'm officially... A student at the School of Art. <laughs> Lit. Yes. Yeah, Saw that. I'm excited for you. That's cool. 
yes right. very exciting but let's why don't we just uh you know stop talking about ourselves so much people don't want to hear that you know they want to hear the fucking news so here we are i dropped my first f-bomb for the day and our notes at the top of the show are going to include the fact that caves and cliffs part one on minecraft came out today <coughs> yeah. yeah you're all right that jumped on this yeah yeah um but yeah that's exciting everybody go check that out you know everybody loves little minecraft everybody loves exploring new things in minecraft and that's really what it was if you guys are you know confused about what is going to be in this um you know look it up for yourself <laughs> no it's boy. just part one it's yeah not it, it's just part been... one like i'd say you you could go back and uh listen to our very first uh very awkward and mm -hmm. slightly boring episode yeah. of uh, our podcast you know i feel like we're much more spirited now uh and comfortable mm -hmm. with our it, voices but uh caves and cliffs uh, part one is only gonna it's not gonna have the big changes to the yeah it's mostly push. just blocks like and it has like 96 and characters or, or 100 and, and new like, mobs and stuff yeah and about items. 100 new blocks and <laughs> but uh mobs and stuff that's but the bit then the next part won't come out until later this year because uh, one, yeah christmas time one said. and people are i can see people are mad but one <laughs> this is basically changing the entire platform <clears throat> the entire platform of how the game is played yeah like they're uh, changing the the height limit of the game like it's going to be a major overhaul you know what i mean you're going to be able to build um, higher you're going to be able to caves uh, are going to be more dynamic entirely and that's going to change the bit the whole thing they're going to make caves bigger more realistic mm -hmm. and like more open sounds like i'm going to be starting to play minecraft again soon, yeah like real soon. this is, this is near the end yeah, of the year I, I said that i was like we should just play it now mm -hmm. you know what i mean they uh, some cool I'm stuff down. i know like i'm i'm down to stay up till two o'clock three o'clock in the morning again <laughs> over the summer while we work on our tree house mm -hmm. and you oh, know yeah. my factories everybody knows i love factories you and love then we factories. gotta hide we gotta hide the gas under someone's house but like randomly the and we gas. gotta build a chicken statue oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the chicken statue oh, man. my chicken statue <laughs> i built a i built a statue. giant a giant chicken statue yeah it was fucking awesome yep uh but that is we have news to get into yeah, did you not want to talk about... Oh, uh, Biomutant Patch, yeah. I thought it was great. It really fixed some stuff. Yeah. Uh, I really just played with it and thought it was good. The narrator isn't as annoying anymore because I turned him off. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you could do that with some of the other ones, it, they, they Basically, <laughs> what, <clears throat> what this company did is they got their criticism. They're like, okay, take, give us a few weeks and we'll fix the, we'll fix the patches for you guys. And that's immediately what they did. And I wish more companies would do that. I just like the, the user feedback is what they gave, which is really cool. Right. Like, everybody <laughs> who plays a new game is going to expect there to be things wrong with the game that the devs couldn't catch because there's not as there's not millions of, you know, devs mm. playing this fucking game. They yep. can only play the game so many times before they're like, yeah, no, this is actually, like, really passable. And then all of a sudden you're clipping through a wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and they're all like, oh, let, let us fix that. And then they add it to the list of the thousands of little micro bugs and, fixed, like, hot fixes they, they hot fixed a few a bunch of clipping issues and stuff like that but also combat issues as well as like just like dialogue issues as well as giving people i, the, I know about the dialogue giving issues. yeah <laughs> giving people the chance to turn off motion blur and depth of field and stuff like that which really helps especially out. motion blur oh yeah 
because I'm not a motion blur person. Yeah, no, it, I it, cut it off they definitely time. they definitely fixed a bunch of stuff that people people just had complaints about, which which is good right. for a game that just came out like what a month ago. So, yeah, yeah works out. Yeah, definitely happy about that. <laughs> yeah, something that I'm I didn't watch, but and I'm also not really happy about because this kind of makes me feel depressed because I'm sad that it actually happened. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I, the only reason I wanted to talk about it was because of the Pokemon card. Oh yeah, uh, so if you don't know, Logan Paul is a YouTuber and he's really big. If you don't know... Uh, uh, he's an awful human being and he, so is his brother. And His, his brother dad. is worse than him though. His but brother his is, dad is even worse. His dad is a scumbag yeah. yeah if we get into that uh logan paul though he is big into the pokemon's uh facade not facade facade <laughs> <laughs> that is the wrong word uh po- fandom yeah pokemon fandom as it's been revived basically by the youtubers essentially and the trading of the pokemon and uh cards and stuff like that as well as like them getting more and more expensive and uh stuff so what he and he is also a professional boxer quote-unquote boxer he's in this new youtube boxing thing that's been going around uh and they just had logan paul fight uh boxing legend floyd merriweather mayweather mayweather sorry yeah no you're good um but floyd mayweather is uh a big name in boxing if you don't know mayweather you know like it's uh it's a family name. Uh-huh. So and uh Logan Paul decided to wear a shiny Charizard Pokemon card as jewelry to the boxing match. Yes, and the card is actually a first edition gem mint 10 graded Charizard that has significantly increased in value since he acquired it for $150,000 last year. Of course year. it has because he acquired it. So the price has gone up significantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh the the shiny card caught the eye of several spectators after uh the Dazen Boxing, D-A-Z-N, uh, shared a video of Paul's walkout showcasing the prize possession. And then it said, did Paul just flash a Charizard? We live in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Honestly, the issue with... It's the- just, does Mayweather get to keep the Charizard when he wins? Yes, please. <laughs> I know, right? Like, and I'd be he- like, you don't deserve it, you bitch. Uh-huh. And uh, here's the thing. So this was not... This fight was not judged... It had no no people judging it, and it just ran for as long as it could. And at the end, they hugged each other out. There was no winner. There was no winner because it was uh, a quote-unquote exhibition match. So uh, Mayweather went all eight rounds with this dude. And I expected him, like, if Mayweather was being serious, like, he would have been knocked out first round one to five minutes. Yeah. Like, no, no lie. No doubt. Like, even though he towers over him and he's 30 pounds heavier, like... Logan Paul's at a severe disadvantage it, with such saw, a seasoned boxer. I saw the different trainings that they went through. Logan's punches were very, like, weak-handed towards what Floyd was doing. His were jabs, and they were fast. Right. So, and from what I know is if he did go toe-to-toe with Logan, he probably was only going, like, 25 50%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he said he said uh, Logan Paul was much stronger than he thought, quote unquote, in a fucking after no, no. after the fight interview. He was, was paid like, to say that. That's yeah, exactly I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you know how much money that they just made? I'm like, I'm not gonna pay into this because like we're not gonna we're not gonna get a fucking winner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Sounds like, like they were just doing it for the Pokemon card, honestly. <laughs> it was like a Pokemon battle. They, one attack per round. Yeah. They, <laughs> one attack per round, so they just throw one punch and then the round is over. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would suck. One throws Who a Pokeball to try to catch the Right, arrow. right. The other one curls into a ball. <laughs> they CG it out. Like, <laughs> he's actually wearing a green suit the uh, entire time, and all of everybody at home thinks that this is actually happening. Oh, like, wow. And then you can just look in the crowd, and people are just like, what? What? Right there, like, did he just curl into a ball and then, like, just, like, seize out or something <laughs> like that, you know? Like, that would be some crazy shit. Uh-huh. But that's real-life crap that's just going on. It's just unfortunate, uh-huh. like, that I have to hear about Logan Paul on the news, but um, we're here to cover, like, the pop culture stuff, too, so... Loki just, just came out today. In there. Yeah, Loki, Loki came out today, and we haven't watched it yet, unfortunately. You know, it's been a very long day, been a very uh, busy day, but... I got so much done, and mm. I still have so much to do. I wish this day was, like, 10 hours longer, and that I had got, like, 30 more hours of sleep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you understand what I mean. I know what like, I, I still have so much to do, and I am already so exhausted right mm-hmm. now. Like, I could literally go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I am here with you guys, hanging with my, I almost said hoes, but you guys aren't my hoes. Um... You're my homies. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, Loki has been confirmed to be gender fluid, and this this has like been a big thing on Twitter. Go Uh, Pride, Pride Month, yes. Yeah, by the official Loki account. So, uh, the video is par for the course of Marvel and Disney's uh, Loki marketing, but eagle-eyed viewers have spotted Loki's sex as fluid in the first frame of the video, which you can view like on Twitter. And it's actually true. Like Mar, like Marvel's Loki account posted this mm-hmm. and uh, confirmed that it said fluid. So I just thought it was interesting. But you know, it it makes a lot of sense because he can literally transform himself transform into himself. anyone. Yeah, like <laughs> he could be a woman or he could be a man, and it doesn't matter. Plus, in the multiverse, I just pro- think plus in the multiverse, we're gonna run into a, a female Loki. Right, well, that's what female, a one that prefers the female form. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going <laughs> to... Or a, a gay Loki. That's pro- so for excited. Pride Month. <laughs> it's, it's, Disney's making grabs, so oh, you know man. what I mean? That would be awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, it does, like, but this isn't the first time Loki's been gender fluid. He's done it in the comics and stuff like that. Right. So it's not really out of his wheelhouse to, be, to, to actually be gender fluid in any, like, anyways. Yeah, yeah. In the <laughs> same way that Deadpool's pansexual, you know, nobody pays attention to that no, shit, you know? he's pansexual like, in the comics because he fucks everything. Deadpool's whatever Deadpool wants to be. Exactly. So, that so makes Loki a lot is of sense. whatever Loki wants to be. I know, exactly. that's what I'm saying. He's a male version of the Norse god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, they're playing to all their audiences, too. Honestly, if you think about it, like mm. the people that made the movie. Yeah. Uh, Inverse notes that in the same arc of the uh, 2014's original Sin Volume 1 and 2 comic that uh, Odin said to his, uh, his children, uh, my son, my daughter, and my child, who is both. Yeah. Yeah. I so, know. like, they confirmed that, like, way back in 2014, but, like, they're actually uh, showcasing it on Disney, which is actually pretty well, cool. Well, people are, are, don't follow comics as heavy as people nowadays follow the Marvel un- MCU. Right. Well, the MCU is just a deep as a whole. Yeah, no, it's a big asshole. (laughs) Like, it really is. Yeah. And filling it up with all that information is a lot. You know what I mean? But that's Marvel. 
DC has its own slate of stuff that it's yeah been yeah yeah DC has a Blue Beetle movie that will reportedly head straight to streaming so you know you don't have to wait for that stuff and I like stuff that goes straight to streaming because mm-hmm. I feel like HBO Max is doing like really good especially like how we watched The Conjuring three together yep you know what I mean like that one wasn't that bad like no, like I bad. really didn't dislike that movie I say I'd give it like a six five yeah like six <laughs> six point five out yeah. of ten it wasn't like it wasn't terrible like, but yeah it wasn't it wasn't I could terrible see it lacking as like the other two yeah yeah Yeah. it it lacked in jump scares really Uh like uh sure it had like the loud music jump scare and you're all like uh that wasn't really that scary unless like me you were sitting right next to the freaking speaker and it explodes (laughs) with child (laughs) laughter or something like that i'm like oh my -hmm. goodness like when a when a wasp flies past your ear like that feeling yeah (laughs) i was like oh yeah. yeah, it just made me uncomfortable. And anyway, uh, Blue Beetle movie is going to be heading straight there. Uh, the Los Angeles Times published a report about Warner Brothers movie plans, specifically the company's release strategy in light of the merger between Warner Brothers and Discovery. Interestingly, it included a snapshot of the films being made exclusively for HBO Max and listed Blue Beetle as one of the mid-budget DC movies on the way for streaming, along with uh, Studios' Batgirl project. Oh, cool. Which is pretty cool, you know what I mean? Uh, so that was like a, a double-handed uh, yeah. like release there. I <clears throat> like Blue Beetle. I think the idea, and I know which one they're going with. They're going with the more modern one because there's two different versions. Right. Uh, and I like the more modern one. <clears throat> they basically, what is, uh, um crap i forgot what i was gonna say but i like the the more modern one i like blue beetle because he's a character that's really cool he's basically a human that gives us uh gets this um jamie reyes the yeah. mexican-american yep. teen he gets uh, a gadget that basically gives the third him, character to adopt the blue beetle name uh-huh. that's the one that they're going after yep. really yep the 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 more modern one right now uh he definitely he gets this uh basically beetle-like uh beetle-like uh uh, object that connects to the back of his body and infuses with his entire like nervous system and stuff but it's like cybernetically biochemically enhanced and basically gives him his his own suit that lets him fly create his own technological advancements like guns and stuff on his body right right it's pretty cool character you know like i've seen him in some of the teen titan stuff Mm -hmm. uh you know, he's a he's a like he's he's a character with 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 an attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he has a comical side to him, so we'll def it'll be kind of yeah, like, like it's gonna have a Shazam side. feel to it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, but anyway, uh, Blue Beetle has uh, appeared in several animated series, including Batman: The Brave and The Bold and yep. Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the DC hero is set to appear in the new DC animated film sometime in 2022, along with other DC animated shorts that have been announced. All of these films are being produced by Rick Morales, who previously worked on Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Wait, 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 wait. Rick Morales? Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. I thought you said... I, I thought you were saying Rick Moranis for a second. I'm like, he, he came back? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the blue beetle. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> that would be super funny. But uh, Yeah, that's cool. Dang, all my articles are like, right clumped together anyway uh the boys moving on yeah, moving on from dc they released to... the first look at jensen ackles soldier boy yes uh, he looks great he looked he does look great and, and his new outfit you yeah. know and his hair is rocked longer than it was in supernatural so that that's mm-hmm. cool like he looks he looks very good 
you know, Princess is upstairs just yeah. barking. Oh, I love how blurry that photo is. He, that is just <laughs> excellent. Like, thank you for stretching that. Like, he, he looked nice pretty, suit, pretty much what they've no, done. No, that's a sexy suit. It kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Captain America's Endgame suit. I was going to say John Walker's. John Walker's. And yeah, I a little bit. That, but I'm seeing, what I'm getting is that it since it's, it's Captain America, it, he's got like the Captain America Endgame look too. Well, yeah, like w- with the shield, you know mm. what I mean? With That's the just... shield and the hair and the beard. Yeah. Yeah. And this suit is pretty much kind of black and white, black blue. A little, yeah. but it has... And the, green. Like, it's like a teal, like... and but it also has red on the arms. Like, look. Yeah. It's like multicolored suit. He kind of looks like, okay, think... Deadpool, Captain America, and a lumberjack had a baby. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm thinking right now. That's baking pretty much... A, ba- it's headfirst into baking an all-American quality grounded in a military soldier practically with heavy dose of old-school cowboy swagger. Yeah, it says we, our goal was to highlight a bygone era of overt masculinity and grit. Yeah. Yeah, so like Steve McQueen style, you know, uh, but... The Eric Kripke is no, uh, you know, stranger to Jensen Ackles because, uh-huh. like, he produced like the first six or seven seasons of Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Eric Kripke said the suit took six months to perfect and is a work of art that tips its hat to the World War II soldier boy from the comics while taking in a sleek new direction. So Yay. that's really awesome. I don't know uh, what the suit's made of. So it's made of probably Kellevlar, and it's not going to make, make be made of like vibranium or anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the third season of The Boys has no premiere date yet, but we know Ackles will be playing Soldier Boy, the original superhero. After Soldier Boy fought in World War II, he became the first super celebrity and a mainstay of American culture for decades. To learn more about uh, Soldier Boy, you know, um, try Google. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try Google, guys. Uh, uh, it, it, it works wonders, really. So, adaptations are a big thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the adaptation of comic to TV. Yeah, and, and uh, vice versa. Of, of book to TV. Book to TV. Uh, specifically, game to TV. Stephen King's full universe that's been adapta- adapt- adaptized. Adapted. Uh, adapted. Adapted, sorry. Adaptized, adapted, adapted to TV and and film, and they're coming out with remakes of those old films. Well, they're also coming out with a new remake of Christine. Christine, my favorite car, sexy car with feelings. <laughs> Why would you say it like that? Have you seen Christine? It's a sexy car with feelings. It's a sexy car with feelings. Is that what you want to call it? That's literally the premise of the movie. It kills people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, he has fifis and they get hurt, and the car gets a little violent <laughs> because it goes vroom vroom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> this is being made by uh, Brian Fuller, who has worked on Hannibal, American Gods, <clears throat> uh, Star Trek Discovery, uh, and yeah, Heroes. Oh, yeah, Heroes as well. Yes. Um, John Carpenter directed the original 1980s. John Carpenter. Yes, adaptation. I love John Carpenter. Uh, he's a great director. Was a great director. Uh, Christine tells the story of a shy teen who comes out of his shell after he buys a fi- 1958 Plymouth Fury to fix up. The car has a mind of its own as well as a murderous past and begins to change the young man and everyone around him in the most dangerous fashion. 
Um, vroom, vroom, upset, upset, yeah. you know, Fuller, upsetty spaghetti. Fuller has explained that he wants to keep the it in the 80s period time period and grounded to King's bestseller, which is good. Keep it adapted to what the book is adapted to. I mean, you could modernize it, but there are the issues with modernizing it. Right. Um, because I don't know what... what <laughs> The new car would hack into stuff. I'd be like a Tesla. Yeah. It turns into Bumblebee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Mark Wahlberg appears out of nowhere. You're like, no, 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 no he, turn it off. He holds up a Bud Light. Right, he holds up a Bud Light that rolled and hit his foot. Yeah. No longer is it Vroom Vroom, it's Boom Boom, I got big machine guns. Mm-hmm. Hi, boom, um, boom, boom. Jason oh, Bloom, of course, yeah. from Bloom House is producing... Uh, Vienzo Natale and Stephen Hoban are also producing. Hoban. I want it. Ha- there's not many information. This is just they <laughs> said they're going to be re- uh, making a new adaption, which is cool. Bro, um, how do you miss? Sorry. What? Oh, did they really re- mistype it? Okay, in this next one, uh, they did mistype something. I don't know how they just miss it, but uh, silhouette photos have been revealed of the Borderlands uh, adapted movie that we have been talking about for a while, Eli Roth's next film, uh, which is on, based on the, uh, the Borderlands original game. Um, and they've released photos of Tannis, Roland, Claptrap, Tiny Tina, and Krieg. Um, and they're all silhouette photos. Uh, Every young green black. Yeah, you, if you if you click on the article, you'll see them. They're actually on also uh, <clears throat> Curtis uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's Instagram too. They're on there. Uh, one thing I do want to note is Roland is small as fuck. <laughs> he, he's so tiny in this one. Um, Krieg looks amazing, which is great. Uh, even though these are silhouettes, Tiny Tina looks good. Claptrap, of course, looks like fucking Claptrap. You can't get away from that one that Clap easily. Trap. I like that name. Um, Tannis, yeah, that's pretty much. But they haven't released anything about Lilith or anything like that. But yeah, um, you got Florian Monteau, Gina Gershon as Moxie, Edgar Ramirez, Lori Monteau, Jana. Gavakar, Cheyenne Jackson, Charles, uh, Babaloa, uh, Benjamin Byron. Are you speaking Byron. in English? <laughs> These are names. <laughs> Benjamin Byron Davis, Stephen Boyer, so uh, Ryan Redman, and Haley Bennett. Benjamin Exo Dominus Are you sneezing? Do we have to call it I could read the synopsis, <laughs> but the synopsis is really much the, the entire uh, Borderlands 1 storyline. Um, it is being produced by Avian Ari Odded. Oh, no, Arid. Uh, through Arid Prod, <laughs> produced. You guys are making fun of me. It's fucking me. Up. No, no, no. It's because I was like about to clamp my nipple with the. Oh my <laughs> god. Don't, do you know what? It's the Don't. Spice of life. It's the spice of life. <laughs> I went. It's the spice of life. And then I went. <laughs> and she lost it. It was funny. Uh, the film is being written by Chernobyl writer Craig Manson. It's uh, being written by Chernobyl. That's it. Yeah, it'll be released in theaters in sometime in 2022. It's radioactive. Yeah, I just want to talk about the photos that were released, which look uh, promising. <laughs> I just don't know how the story is going to be. Roland is going to read the worst part. It's played by Kevin Hart, and Roland's a big bulky dude. Kevin Hart. I fucking hate Kevin Hart. Kevin is. Hart's a small bulky dude small. with a big attitude. Wait, bulky. He's like he's, just he's a got small muscly. dude. Who's Did you, really have you loud him? and squeaky. Exactly, but have you seen him recently? He's like muscly now. And no. it freaks me out because he's a tiny man. <laughs> tiny muscly man. I just imagine him walking on his arms sometimes. Hey, hey, it like freaks hey, me hey. out a little bit. Like the oblongs? Yeah. A little bit. I don't know. 
Um, he's tiny and he's got huge arms now. Yeah. Adaptations. We're still on the idea of adaptations. Live action adaptations. Cowboy Bebop is getting a live action ad- adaptation series for fall this fall, and it's in a promotional video by Netflix because it's going to be produced by Netflix. Um, this is going to be a either hit or miss. Um, the video features John Cho, who is playing, uh, of course, Spike. Jeez. Uh, um, Mufa- oh, Jesus, Mo- what are you typing? What? Cowboy bee boops. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I was just fixing all the bee boops, you know? Cowboy uh, bee boops. Mustafa Shakir as uh, Jet Black and Daniela uh, Panetta as Faye Valentine in the series. Uh, together they are jamming to the tunes of Yoko Kano's ja- uh, jazz theme Tank, Ooh, which jazz. fans are going to be really happy of because this is the original composer of the anime <laughs> itself. So she has come back to help compose the new soundtrack, which is going to be inspired by the anime for this the new adaptation, which is really cool. Uh, the If you don't know of what Cowboy Bebop is or the soundtrack Beep. of Cowboy Bebop, I guarantee Beep. you you have heard the... the the opening uh, song somewhere, anywhere. You have definitely heard the song. Um, a rap production in March and tells the genre-bending story of a ragtag crew of bounty hunters on the run from their past as they hunt down the solar system's most dangerous criminals. Um, the series also stars Alex Hassel as Vicious and Elena Satine as Julia. They will be joined by Geoff Stoltz, um, Tamara Tooney, Mason, Alexander Park, Rachel House... And uh, Tarong and Hoa Zunde. <clears throat> the first season of Cowboy Bebop, of course, will be 10 episodes. Christopher Yoss is also the writer and executive producer on the show. He previously worked on Thor Ragnarok, Thor The Dark World, Star Wars Rebels, Hulk vs. X Men, Evolution, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, and more. Um, so, yeah, this gets released uh, this fall. Uh, they don't really tell you what date, but it will be released at some point. Uh, which is going to be really cool. Uh, I hope it's not a miss because adaptations of anime have been... Jasmine, how do you feel about uh, adaptations of anime? Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep boop. <laughs> cool. All right. <laughs> beep boop. Time to move on to the next one. Yes, say boop. Beep boop. Right I already did. I did. Say it. I said it. Beep boop. Out loud. I did. Say it. I just did. Vampire. <laughs> Say it. Oh my God. Just say it. <laughs> I sparkle. Just say you it. You fucking walked right into me. I cannot. I cannot. Like, how did you not know what I was about to say? I was like, say it. We got another adaptation coming. A remake of uh, So You Well. Rob Zombie. Yes, he, we're going to yes. dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and slam in the back of my dragon. This is a weird one for yes. me, though, because. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> nice. You got a match pitch, you know. Yeah. If somebody's gonna start singing. Oh my Love god. You. <laughs> Be like pitch perfect, like into some mermaid dance. This is a weird one for me. Uh, the monsters. The monsters. I love the monsters. 
You know the monsters? Yeah, I love the monsters. Uh-huh. It's, one of my mom's it's a classic favorites. 1960s TV series. The monsters is being adapted into a feature film. Yeah, they're not And Rob Zombie is confirmed on Instagram that he will be directing the film. I Wait, love... did you just say monsters? The monsters. You said monsters. The, the monsters. The monsters. No, the monsters. I said monsters. I said monsters. Monsters. I said monsters. Like the cheese monsters. Okay, cheese. Okay. They're creepy and they're kooky. I'm singing the wrong song. Yes, you are. Yeah, uh, which is so Rob Zombie is known for his very gory, very heavy, very violent movies and stuff like that. He fucked chickens once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. He didn't fuck chickens, but they did talk about fucking chickens. Yeah, uh, really which is psychotic. is crazy to think about him making the Munsters, which is a comedic kind of TV series that take tropes of how, of like the 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 monsters of the past, like. Uh, Frankenstein and Dracula and uh, stuff like that. It's definitely a lot more lighthearted than, say, Rob Zombie's take on any movie that or music video that I've seen by him. Yeah, honestly. and his movies too. His movies freak me out, man. Like that last one we watched, I had I I was not fully watching it, but I had nightmares. Lords of Salem, probably. <laughs> The one you were showing Brian that time, oh my it was gosh. Probably I, yeah, it was Rob out. Zombie night, all right? Like, I, what, was that the night that we were painting? Yeah. It was the night that we were painting. Uh-huh. We had John and Jag over, and yeah. we were all painting, and then I we mean, came I later. Can, I can dig his music, but that movie, like, had me on another level of, like, okay, I'm frightened. What is humanity right now? Right. Um... The Monsters is a, is going to be a movie. I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know if he's going to take it in his own style and turn it into like a TV uh, rated R horror fiend mess. Which oh, he definitely will. We'll definitely. I don't think he off. will. I want him to be stay true to it, which would be which would be cool. But uh, it's Rob Zombie. He has his own style. I he know, but what if he's everything. one of those fans that grew up on it? That's true, but I still think he's going to bring his own style to He'll it. He'll bring his own style that. to it, but I feel like he's going to still keep it like a homage to the original series. That would actually be the best way possible. So I, I, this is just to say he's doing it. He's, this is just telling us that he's going to, uh, which is uh, unique. Um, yeah, so we're getting a remake. And with remakes, there's also sequels. And uh, yeah, a sequel that's been in the works. For, wow. 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 Yeah. Okay, Owen Wilson. Wow. Um, and Vince Vaughn have reportedly been in early talks to return for a Wedding Crashers too. It's been in it's been in the, like talks for a while, but this is yeah. like the movie originally news. grossed uh, two hundred eighty five million dollars worldwide on a forty million dollar budget. So they made the turnaround. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They definitely mm-hmm. could come back and make another movie because that movie's hilarious. If you've never seen Wedding Crashers, it's definitely a classic movie. It's pretty lit. But it's going to be 16 years after uh, it first premiered in uh, theaters, which is pretty awesome. Then they can come back and just do something like this and just pick it back up. Hopefully they'll be able to, you know, because I feel like it would still be really funny if they were older. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, still crashing weddings. I hope they just don't, like, try to make it PC or anything like that. Try Keep... Keep it in the sense that, like, the original wedding. With Vince Vaughn, there has to be some sort of edge, because I, I really like Vince Vaughn. Well, we were, well, his last... I don't think I've seen, like, a bad role with Vince Vaughn. Either. Psycho. I would say Psycho is probably the bad role that I've seen with him. Hmm. His, his take on Norman Bates wasn't as good as the original. Right. Yeah. Much... Teach their own. 
but uh, yeah, there, there. It's just uh, there's no set in stone plans. It's just like a quick little thing that I wanted to mention that we could be seeing something like that pretty soon. Pretty soon. Yeah, but something that we're gonna be seeing pretty soon is uh, Mark Wahlberg. You know, our favorite Brooklyn cop who's from Brooklyn. Did I mention that he is from Brooklyn? And that he's, he's a got, cop. He's got two other brothers. He's got two other brothers. One owns his own sandwich shop. Right. That's a burger shop. It's burger called the shop. Wahlbergers. They have a TV show. It's a sandwich. Burgers are a sandwich. I don't like to admit that they're a sandwich. <laughs> they are, they though. Are they are. It's yeah. between two pieces of bread. I mean, see, you were technically right when you said a sandwich shop. I was like, yeah, a bur- I, See, a burger is a sandwich. A burger can be a sandwich, but a sandwich can't be a burger. An egg can't be a chicken, but a chicken can't be an egg. You can't say this. Lasagna is <laughs> a pasta sandwich. Would you say lasagna is <laughs> a pasta sandwich? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my basement, <laughs> dude. You are no longer fucking welcome here. You guys here. were talking about a chicken being an egg. Okay, like, well, also... tell tell Zach that a hot dog is a sandwich. No, I can't deal with this. Oh, he had a sandwich on a hot dog bun earlier, right? What? No, the po' boy, the po boy yeah. But the, that's, that's a sandwich, but a, it was, that was a hot dog bun. That was a bun. Subway sandwich. But it's still a sandwich. <laughs> no, no, no. Just like no. a burger it's still like, a sandwich. It's, it's between it's two like pieces a, of bread. See? But it's two see, pieces of bread. But a hot dog can makes it a hot dog. If you add a hot dog to something, then it's just it's a hot well, dog. Well, no, that's but just, it's a, still that's a just meat the kind of between meat. two pieces no, of bread. Right, I, exactly. I, I, I mean, it's fake I meat, it. but it's still meat. I like, said I don't it, count it as real meat. It's, it's cylindrical meat made into a. Just because it's cylindrical doesn't mean it's not a sandwich. Don't discriminate, okay? We are. It is 2021. We are inclusive. And it's Pride Month. How dare you misidentify this? I'm offensive. Nobody belongs in the closet. Okay, get the fucking Harry Potter hot dog out of the closet. Sure. Okay, it's the a hot sandwich. dog sandwich. I'm pretty sure hot dogs. They're allowed to be sandwiches too, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we originally started about talking about Mark Wahlberg. I don't know what went wrong, but yeah, we're gonna keep has- moving forward. Uh, he has uh, on Paramount Plus a movie is coming out and it's called Infinite. And I didn't really know what was going on in the uh, the trailer. Honestly, oh I'm we so excited for it though because it's like it's a cool concept. It's like whoa, things are exploding. Holy shit! Is <laughs> yes. that is that what Dylan O'Brien with a fucking sword? And then you're like, holy shit! More Typical things are Mark exploding. Typical Mark Wahlberg style. He's a cop from Brooklyn, so it's gotta. Like, That's why I said he was insane, a cop from Brooklyn. That I mentioned sense. that he was a cop from Brooklyn. I'm what? so confused. Can I get a pizza? I Extra bones. I looked up Mark Wahlberg's siblings, and he has like thirty-five of them. Like ten of them. Yeah, there's like a bunch of them. It's like a huge mm-hmm. family. It's Mark, like the fucking breeding factory Mark over Wahlberg, there in the Wahlberg household. Paul, Scott, the Robert, Debbie, Jim, Buddy, Arthur. Uh, J- Buddy is Buddy's an actor. I know that. Arthur, Tracy, Pack-a-cat, Michelle, Pack-a-cat. and Donna. Those are his siblings. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them. And they know? work with the mama. Oh At the Wahlburger place. You mean that Alma and Donald? Oh, I don't know about Donald, but Alma, definitely. They yeah. used to have a TV show. They, le- they, le- they lived in Boston, Massachusetts. Brian Donald. Pack the cat and have it yet. Brian Donald. Brian Donald. I like Pipitone better. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> but, uh, uh, the, the film, I, the infinite film. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Kind of I forgot. I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like a unique concept, honestly, that I haven't seen before. I mean, it's like it's still like, oh my gosh, there's gonna be like like a race or like a whole like generation that's gonna be eliminated type thing. We've seen that before. But yeah, it's yeah, a Hitler. Concept. Yeah, it's kind of like a Hitler genocide. Thing. Love yeah, that genocide. I I I I I hate that, but I also <laughs> you love that. 
I love the like concept for the movie. It, like makes it's like a intense action movie that I'm actually really Oh, it's based to see. on a book. Yeah, yeah. So the film's but official synopsis reads for Evan McCauley, aka Mark Wahlberg, uh, skills he has never learned and memories of places he has never visited haunt his daily life. Self-medicated and on the brink of mental breakdown, Evan is sought by a secret group something. that called themselves Infinites, Infinite. revealing to him that his memory may be real, but they are from multiple past lives. So, uh, it's like that movie. It's uh, like Altered Carbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like Altered Carbon. Except, like, a lot more explosions and, like, jumping through planes and stuff like that. It's kind of like the, like, Transformers movies, you know? Like yeah, yeah, like with uh, Mark Wahlberg and, like, is, my, is this by Michael Bay? Uh, it would make so much sense after it seeing... has a, an actual fine cast. Uh, yeah, Chiwetel Ejiofor, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Sophie Cookson, yeah, Jason Toby Man- Jones, Liz Carr, Rupert Friend, Jason Mantzoukas, uh Sophie Cookson, Dylan O'Brien yep. with a sword. Um, that's the only reason why I'm going to see this movie. This Dylan is on O'Brien Paramount Plus, so. though. And it's going to be streaming on the service on June 10th. So well, that's the, that's still the only reason why I'm going to be seeing this movie. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> like uh, uh, I'm gonna get the trial tomorrow, uh-huh, just so I can watch uh-huh, it. Yeah. I'm uh-huh, 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 well, if you want to get the trial for Apple TV, because there's another film. Is it a film? If you buy an iPhone, you get like a free year of uh, Apple TV. I upgraded, I so I don't know if Apple we have TV. free. Um, free. Daddy is a free elf. Yeah. Oh, this is a series. Yeah, so the series is called Invasion, and it's on Apple TV, and it has a premiere date on October 22nd. Yes, we've switched topics, by the way. We are moving away from Infinite, not the same thing, a sci-fi thriller, and we are moving to Invasion, which is... On Apple TV, while Infinite is on Paramount. Yeah. It works. They're both sci-fis. You like sci-fi? You can watch this. You is, like sci-fi? You want to make it? A, you want to make it a, a double trouble night? Well, these two will pair up right next to each other. Yeah, right next to each other, but in different months uh, because this one uh, beforehand was coming out. Uh, <laughs> and also, one's a one's a series, and the other one's a film. Right, right. Do you want to watch something like a lot? You Here you wa- go, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you want to binge something halfway and then watch something unrelated entirely to the other <laughs> <the> series. <laughs> Oh. Invasion. Then, that's the trailer for Apple TV. Its premiere date is October 22nd. Um, As the name implies, the series focuses on what happens when an alien invasion occurs on Earth. But what makes the series even more ambitious is that the series will explore all corners of the globe in the way different communities respond to the threat. Which one would just shoot guns at them immediately? Like This feels too real. Russia. No, definitely Russia. <laughs> or I'm imagining maybe like North, North Korea. Korea. Saudi yeah. Arabia. <laughs> they would just blow them up, I feel like. I feel like they wouldn't survive out there in the heat. I think that the aliens What if the aliens came from a hot planet, though? Well, then they'd go to Antarctica and freeze to death. You know what they I mean? Like, why would they go to Antarctica? <laughs> what is your logic here that they would go to Antarctica and freeze to death? Not all Are, of them. Okay, like, I mean, okay, like, whenever only a they, certain few. During though. the invasion, you know what I mean? When you invade, that typically means more in more than one spot. So they'd take continent by continent, right? Like, so they wouldn't know if there was anybody living on the southern, like, continent. The southernmost continent, which is Antarctica. This is a prequel to Independence Day. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Invasion, it'll be released weekly on every Friday starting October 22nd. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I said, it's set across multiple contents. Uh, continents, sorry, not contents. <laughs> but uh, from different perspectives around the world. So I guess that makes it, like, really... Uh, you know, worldly 
and not so Americanized like yeah. every other every other alien film, as if uh, the aliens would come to America. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the aliens the will go everywhere. They'll come here, but they won't just come here. Right. Yeah. I feel like they'll attack the biggest places first. So like us. Why do you feel like, like they Russia. would attack? What, aliens? Depends. Yeah. Like, invasion doesn't necessarily mean hostile invasion. Well, I'm thinking aliens. I'm thinking, like, I think Dr. the Quiet Hill. Place second movie the other day that we were watching. Like, oh, I'm yeah. thinking those kind of aliens. But also, no, you no, could consider some of the Doctor Who, Who aliens. That would be kind of cool. I want to see aliens from the Alien series. Aliens no. are probably already living among us. Like, I want to see, I wanna see the strain. I want to... <laughs> I want to. I want to see. Uh, I want to become an uh, alpha. I want to see Stranger Things aliens. A demi gorgon. A demi gorgon. You yeah. want my face to just. I want the giant. Open? The giant shadow monster. The shadow sucker. The the what the about the big old shadow bitch? Galactus from uh, 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 Fantastic Four Two: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Right. <laughs> the big shadow beast that eat the, eats the world. I'll be very fearful. Speaking of fearful, there's a show that's coming out that's about fear. Yeah. Based on uh, Earl Stein. Fear Actually, it's not Street. a show. It's a it's trilogy. It's a trilogy of movies that release one week apart. Mm-hmm. It's fucking cool. Fear Street Part 1, 1994, debuts on July 2nd. Fear Street Part 2, 1978, debuts on July 9th. And Fear Street Part 3, 1666. Whoa, whoa. It debuts on July 16th. Sorry. Sorry. I got a lot of energy today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to keep it hype. There or else a, I will fall asleep. I know. There was I a trailer. There was a small little trailer teaser that showed up both all three films, and their inspirations are really telling. First one is, of course, uh, inspir- inspired by Scream. Uh, second one is Friday the 13th, and the third one, it's like Children of the Corn. I can't really explain how that one, but like... It yeah, the, it's not like remakes of those, though. It's no. Like it has their own spin. It's inspired But by anyway, them. Fear Street Part 1, 1994, uh, as Netflix describes the films, uh, is about a circle of teenage friends accidentally encountering the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for 300 years. Welcome to Shadyside. Uh, so Fear Street Part 2, 1978, is, says school's out for the summer and the activities at Camp Nightwing are about to begin. But when another shady sider is possessed with the urge to kill, the fun in the sun becomes a gruesome fight for survival. Cool. And then uh, Fear Street Part 3, 1666, uh, the origins of Sarah Fire's curse are finally revealed as history comes full circle on a night that changes the lives of shady siders forever. Cool. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, these are going to be uh, new uh, slasher thriller. For summertime spoilers, block. we might just culminate them all together in one. Yeah, don't yeah. matter to me. Yeah. Wait, I have a legit question. What? So why did it? Okay, it's going backwards, but why did it jump from like the 1900s to the 1600s? Or is it, that just because of what it's based it. on? It's, it's, they'll, they'll explain it's it. It's spanning sure. over 300 years. Yeah, it, it spans over 300 years. It probably has like it probably is like it's buried for a while and now it just got resurfaced and. Yeah, okay. obviously it's about Sarah Fire's curse and how it's affecting people all the way in 1994 oh. in Shady Side. So. Okay. so it'll be cool to see. It's based on Arl Stein, his books of it. Yeah, right. Which is gonna be cool. Yeah, I think that's gonna be our breaking point. Yeah, that's our mid. That's our midpoint, man. I gotta pee, so I guess we'll be back. I guess. I guess. See ya. See ya.
click clack and we, we are, are back. back. <laughs> All right, Zach. All right. Click clack. <laughs> click clack and we click, are back. Click Beep boop. We're back. Uh, yeah, cowboy beep boop. Said it. Yeah. Um, it. 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 If you thought it was over, it's really not. It's not over. It chapter three is coming yet. No, it's not. <laughs> it. They're making John Wick Four. John Wick Four is actually uh, coming out. John Wick Four. John 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 Wick Wiki Four. John Wick. (laughs) Where is the cube boy? (laughs) Show me the cube boy. John Wick Four. I don't know if they've named it anything, but it's going to be the fourth sequel. It's adding characters constantly. John Wick. Wickety whack, wicker man. John Wick, the wicker man. Bees. <laughs> uh, geez, I'm not gonna be able to get through this one. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, who plays uh, Pennywise the clown. Yes, the sexiest of the clowns. Why do you have to say it like that? I'm gonna eat myself out of this. There are people that actually like think like that. Yeah, I know, like the spider porn people. Mm, don't, don't, don't bring that up. Don't no. bring that up. Don't bring up the spider porn. Why would you bring it up? Or more? the corn porn. The corn. <laughs> Both of them are just bad. That corn is off the cob, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keanu Reeves, of course, is coming back. No, they replaced Keanu Reeves with Bill Skarsgård as uh, John Wick. Oh my <laughs> no, I'm I believe I have flatlined. <laughs> I can't support no. that. Somebody call 911. Uh, John, uh, Keanu Reeves, of course, is coming back as John Wick uh, with Donnie Yen coming. Uh, there's Killer Corn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shamir Anderson and uh, Japanese British pop star Rina Sa- Sawayama? Yeah. Sawayama! Chad Stahelski is returning to direct this and motherfucking Bill Skarsgård will play in the film. Uh, <laughs> Yen will be playing one of John Wick's old friends who shares many of the same enemies as the Baba Yaga. The Boo Boo Yu Yu. The Yu Gi Oh! The Yu Gi Oh! Time to do 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 Dora. <laughs> All right. Uh, no. We were talking. Eat yourself out. Since we were talking about Keanu Reeves and Kevin Hart and all these actors, they're all coming together pretty much as Keanu Reeves, Kevin Hart, and John Krasinski, among all stars, joining the, the cast children. of the animated movie DC. Le- I don't know why I didn't put with this with the DC stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. But it's a DC. It's the DC film day. that's animated called DC League of Super Pets. No, it's What's it's it it, it's all about the super pets of the DC universe. I don't know. You said I'm John sorry. Krasinski, and my ears popped up. So. Keanu Reeves, Kevin Hart, and John Krasinski have joined the voice cast Kras- of the upcoming. Krasinski. Yes, Krasinski of, of of the animated film DC League of Super Pets. They joined Vanessa Bayer, Diego Luna, and Natasha Lyonne. None of the roles were disclosed, except that Hart will be voice of Ace. The new cast members will join the previously cast Dwayne Johnson. Um, who has set the voice the DC canine Crypto the Super Dog. In the crypto, war- crypto, <laughs> yeah. crypto, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. What are you doing? I was just doing a dance. I drank coffee while I was upstairs, just oh, so you know. Because I need to stay it. awake. I told Got you, it. like, so I'm, like, zooming right now. I already told you that I was, like, really excited, but, like, just, I'm crashing. 
Uh, Jared Stein, the guy who did... I don't know why it did, they Mueller. referenced this one. Mr. Popper's Penguins and the Lego Batman. Mr. Po- That's something that I want to expunge from my fucking <laughs> I know. memory. Mr. Popper's Penguins. Uh, who was the main actor in that Jim fucking Carrey. movie? Oh my god, that movie was so bad. Jim, uh, he also did the Lego Batman movie. So. Well, I like the Lego Batman yes. movie because that was like fire. Uh, is directing the film with Sam Levine, who has worked with Meet and the Robinsons oh, and the, Bolt. He's not related to Adam. Uh... <laughs> Adam's uh, a dickhead. Stern is also yeah no. Stern is also writing the Lego Batman movie co-writer. <laughs> oh yeah, he he's writing a co-writer with John Whittington. Um, yeah, uh, the DC Super Pets are such a weird thing because they're all just uh, pets of the DC universe that have powers. So you're saying that they are super pets? Jesus. Yeah. I'm kind of imagining an underdog situation right now. Well, they. Ha- I'm I'm thinking more Bolt. You know. Yeah. Uh, they have well, Crypto is basically in the comics. He's basically a, it's it's like uh, if uh, Superman was a canine. Is uh, he is he neutered? <laughs> That's a serious question. They need to the, I know. solve. And, like they need to solve. Um, Does he have kids? Kevin Hart is playing Ace the Bat Hound, who was Batman's dog in the comics. Uh, yeah, uh, John. Because I don't know what the oh yeah, we also got Wonder Woman's Kangaroo, Jumpa, Supergirl's cat, Streaky the Super Cat. Jumpa? That's what it's called. Oh, man. Like, the anim- the names of... The- these pets were, like, old-school things that they did. Back in, like, the er- the 80s and 70s, where they're just like, fuck it, we'll give them sidekick pets. Why not? And that's I'll what- show you a sidekick pet. <laughs> hey, sidekick pe- pets are where it's at, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You ever seen Hong Kong Fooly Bro? Hong Kong Fury with the Fist of Fury, man. You ever seen Hong Kong Fury? Yes. Really? Yeah. I fucking love Hong Kong Fury. I fuck with that shit heavy. Like, I'm trying to look up the actual super Hong pets. Kong oh, Fui. they got uh, number one Superman. <laughs> oh, here we go. Fui. Found it. Legion of Super Pets. Oh my god, there's so many of them. They got Beppo the Super Monkey, Comet the Super Horse, Crypto the Super Dog, Prodi Two, Streaky the Super Cat, Detective Chimp, Bat Cow. I remember Bat Cow. Yeah, I remember Flexi. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Flexi the Plastic Bird, Clay Critter, Titus. They also had another uh, like kangaroo that was like Green Lantern's pet. Like they have so many different pets. Wait, this. Green Lantern's pet was a kangaroo? I think so. Yeah. Well, Hong Kong Fui was a janitor during the day, and nobody suspected that he was a dog. So mm-hmm. he can do whatever mm-hmm. he wants. He can do whatever mm-hmm. the hell he wants, and then he he karate chops where his cat lays, and then goes into his super secret lair. Has his own little car that he buzzes around the town in with his cat, who's actually like way smarter than him. That's like the whole. I remember this premise of the show, and they solve crimes. Yeah, stuff. I definitely I watched this. this quite a few times when I was a kid. Not that I know a lot about this it. is old as hell. Like mm-hmm. it's like from nineteen seventies, like mm-hmm. late sixties, early seventies. Mm-hmm. This is Hanna Barbera's original, like OG stuff. Oh, Hanna Barbera's where it's at. That's um. Yeah, this is Chef's Kiss. Good shit. I love. You find Hanna this Barbera. on Boomerang back in the day. Yes, if you Boomerang watch. was where it's at. Boomerang is where it was at. I think uh, Hanna Barbera is now owned by. Uh, uh, Warner Bros. Yeah, Are they it? sold that shit, and mm-hmm. it made me so mad because they yeah. messed up fucking Scooby Doo. Made me so angry. Scooby Dooby Doo, we're running after you. Since we're talking about animation, still, uh, an animation film came out. Uh, we talked about this. 
They're making an anima uh, animation film basically on America called America the Motion Picture, but it's really weird. Um, and they just released the trailer for it, and it is crazy. It is a TVMA reintelling of the uh, uh, America and its story, um, but it's really messed up. What? What'd you do? Oh, I, I keep like almost hitting myself in the face with the zip tie. Why I have a zip tie? You don't get to ask questions, Zach. But I got, got it. one, got and it. I almost hit myself like. I want to ask more questions. Right. I'll keep going. Um, <laughs> the Netflix has released its first trailer for the upcoming animated comedy uh, America: The Motion Picture, and the thing looks really insane. I'm George Washington. Let's go start a fucking revolution. That is a quote directly from the film. Yes. Uh, the show has put a whole new spin on the history of America Revolution, and as the chainsaw wielding George Washington assembles his team of rabble rousers, including beer-loving bro Sam Adams, famed scientist Thomas Edison, and acclaimed horseman Paul Revere, and a very pissed-off Geronimo uh, to defeat Benedict Arnold and King James in an American Revolution, who will win, who knows, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. The thing is about this is that, like, they went full out with it, and they just kind of like, okay, we're going to throw Robocop in here. We're going to have uh, the Statue of Liberty come alive and shoot nukes at people. Yep. Like, they decided, okay, we're, we're going to make this as crazy as possible, which is cool. Um, and they have a really fun cast with it. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, when are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? George Washington. What about him? He had wooden teeth. That fuck. He had wooden teeth. No, yeah. they've got Channing Tatum. Charming Tate Man. Yeah, Channing Tatum playing with George Washington. That's not all who they have. They have also Jason Mantusas, Olivia Munn, Jody Greer, Bobby Moyhan, uh, Andy Samberg, Will Forte, Simon Pegg as King James. Killer Mike is also in here. Raul Max Trulia. Like, they have a very fun cast. I think it'll be fun. The trailer looks really insane. I'm going to watch it. It comes out... <clears throat> Uh, June 30th, at the end of the month. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that when it comes out. Like. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the, the uh, film shit. We're going to move on to uh, video games. <laughs> video games have uh, been booming because E3 has just released its scheduled announce list, and it really tells what it's going to be showing and stuff like that. This is going to be taking a bit of time because I'm basically just going to go through I'm going to run through it pretty quickly. Um after a year off, E3 is returning in 2021 on an all-virtual event. This year's Electronic Entertainment Expo runs June 12th through the 15th and promises appearances from Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Ubisoft, Square Enix, Take-Two, Interactive, Warner Bros., Games, Sega, Bandai, Namco, and more. Yeah! How did you say all that in one fucking breath, dude? I, I, can, I can just do it sometimes. Um, like that... Like that part that uh buster rhymes does and look at me now yeah i know what you're talking about <laughs> you're like "Ooh, i'm the shit i'm the shit he's also one of those crazy people that can swallow all, like all the water in a water bottle like all at once yeah no, it that, freaks me out I, it's just opening your opening your throat and letting it fall down is that how you do the same thing with in one breath like it, uh, never mind i'm just i'm being stupid kind of i just have flower. big lungs oh i what, love that that's a flower Zip-tie flower. Oh, it's a zip-tie flower. What would you call it? A zip... Uh, uh, a zaffodil. A zaffodil. There you go. Um, That's so, so cute. Sa Saturday, June 12th. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. The E3 will officially kick Stop. off Saturday with a broadcast uh, pre-show at 1 p.m. Eastern. 
uh, time, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Ubisoft and Gearbox Entertainment will hold the press conferences that day. Ubisoft Forward uh, 2020 will have a variety of Ubisoft titles at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Pre-show will begin at 2 p.m. Jeez, uh, I gotta go through these all the way. Basically, it'll just go over Watch Dogs Legion, The Crew 2, For Honor. It will also gameplay footage of Com Clancy's Rainbow Six gameplay, uh, co-op formerly known as Rainbow Six Quarantine. Uh, doesn't even tell me. Oh, it's the new Rainbow Six game, which was called Rainbow Six Quarantine. It's basically like Rainbow Six uh, zombies. Not zombies, but like plague. Uh, there's like a plague or something attacking. And they have to, what are you pointing at me? You're being intimidating. There's going to be pre, uh, previously announced games as well, such as like Far Cry 6, oh, Riders yeah. Republic, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Rainbow Six Siege. Thank you. Yeah, yes. no problem. Like, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff. Uh, new, Yeah, you said new content for Valhalla and stuff like that. Gearbox Entertainment is coming through as well, talking about uh, Bolder, sh- Borderlands. Borderlands and maybe more that's coming from them. And that's only on June 12th. June 13th, which will be Sunday, you can expect presentations from Microsoft Square Enix and Warner Bros. Games and 24 Entertainment. Uh, but Xbox and Bethesda Showcase will start first, uh, showcasing basically a bunch of stuff uh, going through the new stuff that Bethesda is coming out, as well as the exclusives, as well as the new Xbox games and whatnot. Uh, Square Enix Presents will also present their new games, the update on the Platinum Games Babylon's Fall, closer look at Life is Strange, True Colors, and Life is Strange Remaster Collection, and details on the Black Panther War for Wakanda expansion for Marvel's Avengers. Um, Wakanda forever! Oh, um, Warner Bros. Games uh, is going to be talking about Back for Blood at E3 2021, which is like a... Um, we discussed it yeah, on the, on the a show homage, previously. A homage. It's like Left 4 Dead. Homage as a sister sequel to uh, Left 4 Dead. Yeah, uh, looks really cool. Um, yeah, they're definitely going to be talking about a bunch of that. Showcase Turtle Rock Studios, Left 4 Dead Spiritual Successor. Yep, exactly what I said. Uh, PC game show and feature game show will be start. Uh, will come out and talk about uh, some PC and feature games. Uh, and that's it for that uh, for Sunday, Monday, June fourteenth. We're gonna kick it off with Capcom, Take Two Interactive, Mythical Games, Freedom Games, Razor, and unannounced indie developers will have presentations throughout the day. Capcom is a big one, as Cap, <coughs> nice, uh, as Captain officially ha- uh, is gonna be talking about Grace Eight's Attorney Collection, Monster Hunter Stories Two, Wings of Ruin, Resident Evil Four for Oculus VR, and Pragmata on its release list. Um, right, Mata, looking forward to that one. Yeah, Take Two Interactive uh, is gonna is a parent company of 2K Games, Rockstar Games, Private Division. Basically, you're gonna see a lot of stuff about GTA. Uh, <laughs> uh, pretty much, that's what I'm expecting from uh, from Rockstar. Uh, right. Uh, Tuesday, and that's pretty much it for that one. Tuesday, June 15th is the final day. Uh, uh, what did I miss something? Thursday, July 22nd, they're gonna have EA Play Live. Oh, yeah. Well, it says this is the final day of E3 Right, right. The, the, the final day. Uh, but EA has a live play on July 22nd. So that's that's like a, also included with uh, E3. I guess that's his own showcase offshoot from E3. Yeah, offshoot. Yeah. Probably the same thing that Sony's doing unless they're just doing their own showcase. Because last last summer they did their own showcase mm-hmm. and it did really well because I watched it while I was at work. Yeah. <laughs> like, I cut that on. I was like, I gotta clock yeah, out. Yeah, June, June 15th is Nintendo, Bandai Namco, and others will have events. Nintendo direct and treehouse live we'll talk about nintendo switch basically nintendo has decided okay we're gonna go fully on nintendo switch games 
they have decided I, I don't know if it's on our <laughs> list I don't think it is oh no it's not uh, uh, d- Nintendo has decided that they are going to run on Nintendo Switch games and focus on Nintendo Switch games for 2021 and on until like maybe a year or so so we're just going to see a bunch of Nintendo Switch games and new stuff coming out for Nintendo Solid. Um, and Bandai Namco I don't know what they're going to do but they have some games in the works so yeah, yeah. And that'll be at 525 on the last day so uh-huh. that's exciting yeah and that's pretty much it i didn't talk about the times because the time kept going flip-flopping from eastern and stand and uh, pacific time and that was just a lot of numbers um we'll put the link in there of course and you can look it up yourself if you ha- if you have the time um and you really <coughs> want to uh i think it's just it, it is free though they'll watch the whole I might but be yeah, no, it's, it's free. Okay, good. It's free. Yeah, good, 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 free, good, good, good. Free, free, free. <clears throat> because I'm, it's just going to link on to YouTube anyways. Literally, like, like it, the, the stream is going to... I'm sure that they have a YouTube channel that they're going to oh. host E3 on. Uh, the E3 channel is making a comeback, so they're going to host it on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just bunch all of, that stuff. Bunch of new stuff. Just you can the, go to their website. Uh, I'm sure it's probably that like whole, E3.com or something. That whole section of, of, of those four days is definitely going to be full, chock full of new gameplay and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to see time. a bunch of stuff. Um, Pretty excited about that. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, since we're talking about new video games and stuff, of course new video games, new uh, ways of sampling and, and playing, and video, playing games. video games and rendering the ga- the uh, <clears throat> the graphics and stuff. So NVIDIA and Valve are bringing... Uh, DLSS, which is <clears throat> what was D- it? Deep Learning Super Sample. That's what it is. To Linux gaming, pretty much, kind of. Uh, <clears throat> right, which is something that nobody really expected, but uh, at Computex 2021, NVIDIA announced a collaboration with Valve to bring DLSS support to Windows games played on Linux systems. This is good news since DLSS can radically improve frame rates without perceptively altering graphics quality. Unfortunately, as of this month, fewer than 60 games support DLSS in the first place. This is some right <laughs> of the, the forefront of technology yeah. type shit to integrate into your game. Give it another year and we'll see a lot more games. Yeah, yeah, all games are going to be produced like this eventually Mm -hmm. but roughly half work uh reasonably well in proton with or without dlss if you don't know what dlss is it's pretty much upscaling your graphics yeah Uh, with with uh it it shows an improvement of 50 to 75 percent in your graphics uh images look sharper and cleaner uh than non-dlss in this case yeah. So uh, that's pretty awesome. Think of it like if you see a pixelated image, this puts more pixels of the image, so it gives it a clearer, vi- uh, clearer visual for you. Right, yeah. right. It'll take the game frame by frame and fill in the blanks, mm-hmm. essentially. And it's really, really cool. It learns. It learns. Yeah, it learns. It, it learns. Yeah. And that's uh, something that is really new. Like I said, the forefront of graphics. And uh, you're going to see this in a lot more games. It makes your system work less, mm-hmm. like, at the same time like as increasing that. your visuals. I like Like, that. so you won't have overheated systems from, you know, or, or system crashes With from uh, heat and uh, video playback and stuff PCs like that. PCs so. are able to handle games kind of like that. Consoles more much uh, are kind of, like, uh, have that kind of issue, but this will definitely fix that. Because they'll probably update the uh, consoles to be able to handle DLSS. <clears throat> yeah, uh, AMD's own DLSS tech is on the way too. AMD benchmarks show FSR tripling frame rates on the RX 6800 uh, 6, XT powered systems. Enlarge slash AMD's benchmark showing FSR tripling uh, Godfall frame rates, which Godfall's frame rates were already like 
fucking trash because yeah. none of the systems could handle it. You right. know what I mean? Like because it's such a high quality. Like it, it was a 4K game. Yeah. Like and you could tell that it ran on like literally si- between 60 and 80 FPS. We did talk about the de- details and it was really yeah high. yeah. Well, the, just the the minimum requirements for the system to run Godfall uh-huh. like were definitely very taxing <clears throat> on machines. But uh, yeah, the future is coming and it's coming very soon, guys. So yeah. keep your eyes out on DLSS technology because you're going to see it in your house. Well, well, since we're talking about the future, let's dive a little back, 26 years back into the past. Right. As where the floppy disks were real and stuff like that. Were real. (laughs) They're still real, but... They're uh, real, but they're not relevant. (laughs) Right, they're not relevant. Anyway, uh, Nintendo (laughs) found a deleted floppy disk uh, and recovered 26 years later... Earthbound Secrets. Ooh, Earthbound Secrets. One of my yes. favorite RPGs. The golden age rebirth of console gaming, largely spurred by the NES's mega success, has uh-huh. remained a lucrative era for conservationists. Uh, there's a whole community out there rushing to find documents, disks, and hard drives from the 80s and 90s before they're savaged by time and bit rot. Yet, sometimes uh, those old storage standards limitations can work out in game historians' favor. On Friday, the Video Game History Foundation announced its restoration of a single Nintendo-related 3.5-inch floppy disk as discovered by original EarthBound translator Marcus Lindblom in 2018. Mm. The story sounds a lot like ones we've heard in the past where someone from the gaming industry cleans out an attic or a storage unit to find disks that they think are lost to time. In Lindblom's case, he thought the EarthBound disk he discovered was lost to his own younger stupidity. At one point, he learned after putting it into an older computer that he deleted the disk contents to save other work on it he donated the disc to vghf with fingers crossed that they could work their magic which they apparently did as it turns out only one small file had been saved to the disc after its deletion thus leaving most of the original magnetic media untouched uh forensic recovery tools managed to recover every single disc sector revealing the snes's rpg complete scripting files for English and Japanese text, oh. along with related code for event trigger, triggers in the game. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's super exciting, like just finding little uh, breadcrumbs to help fans understand how the text-heavy game was made and released, along with enough code-related discoveries to allow uh, ROM hackers to recreate some of the unfinished scenes mentioned <coughs> in the disc code and notes. Basically cut content. They're bringing back cut content. Which is which is a big modding thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So like that's uh, something that's really excited. Like and uh, the the community's getting involved. You yes, know, cool. <laughs> yes, and collectors are getting involved. Earthbound is one of those games where not everybody knows what it is. If you played Smash Bros. and you know who Ness and Lucas are, they're from the Earthbound series. If you that's why people. If you don't know, if you just wondered where those characters came from, this is where they came from. Right. This game. This game was originally produced in Japan. And and was later introduced to America, like, years later, because, like, why not? They, they didn't realize that the game would become so popular. Um, I have one of the original, uh, the original Earthbound for SNES, so I have that, and it was, it's really fun. As, like, an RPG. It's, like, a very old-school RPG, but it's Yeah, I'd have to get it off an emulator. Oh, yeah, emulator at this point, yeah. Uh, You could still buy it, but, like, getting the full box set essentially is, like, $200 or more. Yeah. So. Yeah. Something crazy. Plus, then you have to buy a SNES. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. But. Oh, nice flower out of zip ties you made, Katie. It's like a little rose. What do you call it? A zaffodil? It was a zaffodil. A zaffodil. Yeah. That's what it is. 
Um, yeah, no, that's cool. I think it's really cool that they're they're. It's basically cut content. They're bringing back cut content that they lost. You know what's not cool? Capcom, what have you done? Stealing people's photos for Resident Evil. It it is it is. I can't. I don't know if it if it's true. If this is just some weird coincidence, but it it's so spot on. Like these photos essentially are like. It, it it it's very it's very it, it's very telling of if Capcom possibly just stole photos from a, from a person. Uh, yeah, this artist apparently has said that Capcom has stolen photos for Resident Evil and Devil May Cry games in a lawsuit. Uh, so yeah, this is a big thing that just happened recently. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, uh, only a few days ago. Yeah, no, if you look at the pictures, it's so similar. I know, like, that's, like, it, I, I don't know if the they exact took... same thing right here. Like, I know. They just took this and copied it there. They took this, this surface and then copied it over here. It's uh-huh. literally the exact same thing. Cap, cap. And then they took uh, this RE4 logo, uh-huh. superimposed over Resident Evil 4 logo at 50% <coughs> transparency. Yeah, Capcom game, uh, like Resident Evil 4 and Devil May Cry, allegedly used unlicensed copyright photos extensively in its games to build out uh, out environments, details, and even the Resident 4 logo, according to the new lawsuit filed Friday. Designer Judy A. Jur- uh, Jurade- uh, Jur- uh filed her initial complaint at in the Connecticut court on Friday. Uh, in the lawsuit, she allegedly that Capcom used photos from her copyrighted book Surfaces in multiple games, including Resident Evil 4, Devil May Cry, and other Capcom games. Surfaces is a collection of 1,200 1, photographs of textures that Jurakek photographed herself. The book is intended to be used for visual research for artists, architects, and designers, according to the book's description. Essentially, this is like a small guide for you to take note on how to build these surfaces and what they would look like and how they would be refined to uh, certain ages or weather to time and stuff like that. That is my phone telling me to brush my teeth. I forgot to turn that off. Cool. Um. <laughs> so they literally just took pictures from a book that she published and like stuck them in the game. Yeah, they didn't really. They well, didn't. Ref- they didn't. They re- didn't reference. They didn't use it as a reference. They basically just copied. Yeah, it. they just copied plagiarism. it and didn't say anything. Plagiarizing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was plagiarism. Um, from what from what she used, and which is really it's pretty much like exactly like she 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 had a research she did it and she definitely showed exactly like what was in the lawsuit not everybody will do that they'll just like make claims and they won't back it up with evidence right right which she like but this definitely has this evidence. has evidence like it I feel like it's gonna be really hard for them to argue against that it is it it's is. really hard to argue against and uh, i don't know i don't art world because you only have to make like four or five uh differences between mm-hmm. like the original work but it looks like they literally just copied it out of what she mm-hmm. did and pasted it on there and then added a couple things to it. But it's not the same. Like, that part of it is not unchanged. The, ba- the main what? base the base <clears throat> of it, the main right. base, the broad uh, thing about it is, is there. So there's, she already pointed out at least 80 photographs that are used in different scenarios across Capcom games, more than 100 pages of documentation. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if Capcom, the management, knew about this. This could have been an art director 
thing that right. the art director decided, okay, I'm just going to use this book as a big reference for the entire game series or like stuff like that. This could right, have been right. something in more more deep or it could have been the management told them to use this as a reference. This could this is just the beginning. We're going to hear a lot more about this. The work at the end, yeah, no, it, it's going to affect their work heavily for this. Heavily. Uh, Resident Evil 4 logo basically uh, she has the she explains that one of her pictures, uh, basically, they took that picture and, like you said, they duplicated it on onto the Resident Evil 4 logo. They uh, toned it down, made it more a little bit more transparent, uh, and gave it that texture of what it what it looks like. And it's exactly the same texture, definitely the exact right. same texture. Um, same thing with like uh, the mirrors and stuff like that. Same thing. Yeah, with, they copied the glass breaks and everything. Uh -huh. and yeah, like, they the copied hell? the architecture a bit, like stuff. So yeah, this this is a big lawsuit. Uh, she, in basically her lawyers in the court are you know and trying to award her up to twelve million dollars in damages. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're gonna get twenty five hundred to twenty five thousand for each used photograph. And mm -hmm. they said, and she said she pointed out at least eighty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's eighty times, you know, twenty five grand, and you have a lot yeah. of money. No, it's crazy. Uh, there's updates. after lawyer fees and everything, she's gonna make less than that. But this, this, uh, <laughs> man, what's the st statement from Capcom? Oh yeah, the statement from Capcom is aware of the lawsuit and has no further comment. Damn. So basically, that's just saying that doesn't look good. Yeah, no, there's an update. Just read. This is from this is uh, June seventh. So this is only two days ago. Uh, Jonathan A. Winter, Jerichek's lawyer, told Polygon in an emailed statement, we put together a very detailed complaint, which we think speaks for itself. Other than that, we have no further comment. Basically, they're just going to wait until what Capcom does. And as this goes on, this is going to take like another week or so, and we're going to hear more about it. This is basically like e Epic versus Apple. We're hearing more of these like big gaming lawsuits. Yeah, these big old fucking lawsuits that um, all these giant companies are like just trying to Just think of how long how long they've been doing that for. Resident Evil 4. That was like a 2005. Like, yeah. yeah. No, that's long ago. Like, that's crazy. It's, it's, it, hopefully they just didn't do it for all the games because that basically means that all the games... I don't know what that means. Essentially, they would have to be pulled out or something like that. And not rework. pulled out. They'd just pay the money. You think they would just pay the money? So yeah, I, yeah. I and Resident Evil Eight did really good, so they have the money. I guess. Like yeah. they're probably just gonna try to pay her under the table. Why not? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Honestly, give it a week and so, and then we'll hear something. Uh, but this is big in gaming news. But something about big and and not just gaming news, but just tech tech news in general. Um, you know about terabytes, right? Those are big, big numbers for, for people. That's like gigabytes big. That's 100 gig, 100 gigs? No, 1,000 gigs. 1,000 gigs is one terabyte. Uh -huh. And then 1,000 megabytes is one gigabyte. It's, it's a lot. So Technically, it's like 1,012 megabytes equals one gigabyte. But yeah, like just, just for the... For, approximation is 1,000. Yeah, approximation sake, well, we're just going to go with 1,000. Yeah, so uh, terabytes are pretty big. So you get these like two, one, two terabytes, maybe five terabytes... Uh, hard drives and stuff like that that hold a lot of stuff and they're pretty expensive well have you ever wondered about a hundred terabyte hard drives it's uh, like gobs amount yeah of it's a lot space. of space like you could keep so much so much porn on there like <laughs> you could download the internet yeah no i'm kidding uh, that's like way that, more that's, space than that's that. pet like, that's petabytes yeah that's yeah. a lot um 
but yeah, no, a hundred terabyte hard drives could be possible to graphene, which is a new thing. This capa this capacity was initially promised by heat assisted magnet magnetic recording technology, or hammer for short, but it ha has hit a few speed bumps along on the way. Worry not though, because the wonder material that is graphene has jumped into the rescue yet again to make it smoother tomorrow. Uh, Hammer technology is still a key uh, part of hitting capacity hard drives, but as the data density has increased, so as impact on friction, wear, corrosion, and thermal stability have stepped in to spoil everyone's party. Basically, as data increases, it's going to be harder and more taxing for the for the hard drive to keep up with it. Right, so they have right. to find a so better. So they got to build better hard drives. Uh, exactly. Um, at the moment, it's just like a constant like thing with computers is mm -hmm. just like upgrading, upgrading the change, and yeah. then like you having to upgrade even more because your upgrades are are like so out of date. If you understand what yeah. I mean, like that it doesn't apply, so oh, yeah. you just have to keep updating. At the like, moment, hammer hard drives use carbon-based overcoats or COCs to protect the drive platter uh, platter surfaces. The problem is the COC layer is still relatively thick, and that's been limiting the pursuit of high data densities. Um, researchers at the University of Cambridge, specifically the Cambridge Graphene Center, believe that they have the answer. Replace those carbon overcoats with graphene overcoats. Um, they basically tested this out by replacing carbon overcoats with graphene ones to ensure enough the graphene overcoats lower surface friction, offer improved corrosion protection, and made for smoother surfaces as well. Um, so, yeah, this is a big thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's a really big thing. Uh, I need to figure out exactly what graphene... Graphene is an allotrope of carbon consisting of a single layer of atoms arranged in, Jesus, a two-dimensional homeycomb lattice. Why is it going into such a big thing? Basically, it's a it's a new form of, of carbon. Um, yeah, yeah, used. so they're just using the structure of it yeah. uh, to it can increase space. It, it has additional application. But it has a lot of promise. This Graphing has a lot of promise. I know it sounds like graphite, but it's not. Uh, it has anti-corrosion coatings and paints, efficient and precise sensors, faster and efficient electronics, flexible displays, efficient solar panels, faster DNA sequences, drug delivery. Basically, there's so much stuff you can do with graphing. It's a big, big technological advancement. And they're basically looking to how can we maximize our data use. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, I did kind of want to jump into some games that have been teased. Yep. Such as I talked about how Battlefield Six had some leaks and stuff like that, and it's going to be set in the future. Well, officially, it is being set uh, about thirty years in the future. No, 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 no. 20, 20. 20 years in the future. Yeah, yeah, not too far. Yeah, there's there's a trailer just out. It's called Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, and there's screenshots that have been leaked. And this was before the trailer dropped, uh, because the the screenshots leaked like a few hours early before the trailer dropped. Is this a new Blade Runner game? <laughs> the trailer looked awesome. So what they basically decided, this is my my interpretation of the game. They decided, hey, we are going to they let you do whatever you want, and basically uh, you will uh, have the same abilities and same uh, uh, way of playing the battle and making it in your own as you did in Battlefield 4. Like right. jumping out of a jet and rocket... Hit, rocket uh, 
launching at someone and then jumping back into your jet and flying away. Or you have a barrage of kamikaze jets taking down tanks, or you shoot a tank up in the air up with C4 and take down a barrage of other jet. Like, they basically decided, fuck it, we're just, if you want crazy shit, we'll give you the crazy so shit. So it's just cause with guns? <laughs> they, More guns? They put a wingsuit. They give you a wingsuit and you fly down. So you're Falcon? <laughs> it's really cool. So the maps are really amazing. There's a map that's like nighttime, but all the buildings are lit up but they're all like orange and purple and pink and very neon and you're fighting that's cool yeah no some cyberpunk feels it it is it it has a little bit but it's like how it's not too far in the future so at least it's not too divulgent from where we are now modern not modern wise right um uh, the there's leaks for it um there's seven maps that will feature up to 128 players fighting against each other customizable weapons gadgets and vehicles in battle hand tailored squads with new specialist system standard gold at ultimate editions are going to be available also there is another thing that the there will be no campaign so this is strictly going to be there's no battle royale either oh no nope no battle royale and no campaign oh uh, I can deal with that. More uh, multiplayer is just fine by me because it's basically just dicking around and and just fighting in a giant battle at your own pace with the hundred and twenty eight players. Yeah, with one hundred and twenty eight players, and you're basically just destroying pe- people and decimating buildings that are falling down on top of people, and explosions and more explosions. War. War. <laughs> War. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, the game is said to focus on the next world war. USA versus Russia is at the heart of the global conflict, and players reportedly assume the role of an elite unit hired by, uh, by these superpowers. Basically, the maps are really cool. They have a map where you're fighting on icy surface. They have, like, hovercrafts fighting each other, stuff like that, and, and whatnot. Um, they have the Dubai. I'm going to assume it's Dubai. That's where I think it is. It's the one where I said the neon buildings are. And then they have another one that where... That would you... make more sense if it was in Dubai. Because yeah. that's a very neon city. But it also had in sand. the same way that Tokyo it, is. It had sand everywhere, too. So right. I think it is Dubai. And then they had... Uh, oh, yeah, you're, you're fighting near a rocket launcher. Uh, that's happening. So uh, you can be caught in the blast wave of the rocket launch, too. A um, lot of... Env- oh, yeah, <laughs> then there was also something at the very end. There's tornadoes in the game now. <laughs> whenever you talked about getting caught in the blast it just reminded me of that call of duty map like which one the one where the rocket would take off and you oh, couldn't be anywhere yeah. near the rocket yeah yeah like, yeah because the, a, you would get caught in the blast. that's essentially kind of what they're doing on a bigger scale though yeah it's i i like battlefield i thought they really kind of fell off with battlefield one and the battlefield five which were kind of in the past they have kill streaks. Um, I've never played a Battlefield. I think game. They, I think they do. It it it's it's a lot more just like big scale war. That's essentially what it is. Battlefield is a lot more based on the big scale wars, right. and and the environments and how they affect the gameplay and stuff like that. But people really just dick around in the game and find the most absurd way to kill each other as possible. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I haven't played a game since Battle... I haven't played a Battlefield game since Battlefield 4. I might get back into it. I haven't battled <clears throat> the battle since the last battle I was in. The battle of battle... battle. The battle of battle. Since it's in... Twi- oh, it does say this. And since it's in the 2042 setting, it's a position in the new game is exactly 100 years after the original Battlefield, which was set in 1942, and 100 years before the 2006 installment, which is 140... Uh, one, uh, 2142. So... 
Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, that's a game coming out soon, probably later this year. Um, and another game that is going to come out in a few days, actually on June 11th, is Ratchet and Clank 4 Drift. I think it's Ratchet and Clank 4, but it's Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart. Rift. Drift, Rift Apart, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm all over the place. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart has been in the works for a while, and the developers are celebrating really happily because they were completed the game completely crunch-free. The production was completely crunch-free, which is amazing to hear in the state of game development at this time. Right, you know that how, how much we promote uh, crunch-free culture here. Uh, on our podcast, yeah. you know, <laughs> so hearing more and more about uh, companies who are not having uh, not not having due dates crunch, that are yeah. so so heavy on them and they have to fit them in that due they date. They have to miss their child's fucking ballet recital because they're stuck at work for fourteen hours trying mm-hmm. to crunch for a game. Yeah, crunch uh, culture is sick and it like makes people sick and it makes people not want to show up to yeah. work. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart uh, has a ni- eighty nine average score on Metacritic. So yeah. Uh, and I can't sp- uh, speak for anyone on the team by myself, but I didn't crunch once. Tweeted game designer Grant Parker, 40-hour weeks the whole time. It is possible to work on a great game without suffering, which is very true. If you plan it out right, you have a good production behind it. I know it takes money, but if you are able to budget it just right, then you're able to create a fantastic game in the time that you need. Um <clears throat> Parker's account was echoed by animator Lindsay Thompson, who said, I didn't crunch once the entire production, a couple late nights here and there finishing something up, but completely crunch-free. It is possible team willingness lets the creativity feel free. Basically, it sounds like the management was good and actually right. listened to their... They're all like, hey, you've been here for like six hours. You should like go take a break or yeah. something. You know, and then actually just be really nice people about it. Yeah, being so. being nice and respecting them as human beings and giving them like the breaks that they need and stuff like that. And if they ask for something like a, a day of mental men, uh, or something like that, like, I, right, right, like a mental health day or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they're having a bad time, like securing the job and because game development takes a lot of time and pre- and and, pra- and uh, practice and practice and stuff like that and effort. And, and such as, since it's just a big, booming industry, people are just pushing out games consistently. And more and more, since they since the big companies have money and stuff like that. Right. Um, so, but the smaller companies uh, don't have as much. Uh, but this, was, this game was made by a AAA company, so it worked out. Um, and it just feels really good because uh, I think people are really taking uh, a notice and taking a note out of uh, CDPR's book. And stuff like that from their disastrous thing last year, um, which is good to hear. Uh, but I think that's it for kind of game. Well, we have something game related. It's console. Yeah, it's a console. Like uh, you know, we've had lots of weird consoles uh-huh. in this last year. We had such as the 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 Bud, Bud Light, Light, the, Bud the Light. KFC. Uh-huh. The, uh, Jesus. Uh, what, whichever one. There's the, there was another one. There's the KFC one. There's the Bud Light six pack one, where you could chill your own beers in your own console. Well, yeah, or the the KFC one where you could warm your chicken. Yeah, warm while your chicken. playing the game. Just, just chicken. Baffles me that, that those things were real. And then Soldier Boy's attempt at a oh my god console. the emulator yeah. the emulator that he illegally sold uh-huh. with Nintendo games on it. Yep. And you, as you guys know, we've all uh, come to the conclusion that Nintendo is just about money. About money. Pretty 
that's about it. And uh, that's why I like Sony. Like, I have nothing against Microsoft, because obviously I have a PC as well, and I play the mm-hmm. games. But uh, Sony's very about the players and about the, the story. So very story driven Sony stuff. isn't all Sony isn't also ingrained in just video games though they well have yeah they have else. they have plenty of everything they have else plenty they're, of they're pretty much anything so I don't plenty think, of money I think they're good on the money aspect right but uh, anyway speaking of money aspect uh, you can pre-order this new console called a play date uh, for $179 here in July. Um, so on Tuesday, Playdate, which is the portable one-bit gaming system with an analog crank as a primary control option, took one more step toward being a bona fide thing you can buy. Uh, the mu- the diminutive sorry, portable system creators at Panic, publishers of games like Firewatch and Untitled Goose Game, um, hosted their first ever Playdate update video today. Uh, and confirmed that the hardware will launch to paying customers later this year, with pre-orders beginning in July, starting at 179 nice. That price will include the system's complete first season of Playdate exclusive games, and Panic uh, had originally pledged to include 12 games in with all the purchase price. Uh, today's presentation included a welcome surprise, double the included games. Nice. Uh, now Playdate owners can expect to get two games a week as free downloads over a span of 12 weeks, which, if my calculator is correct, means 24 games in all. Um, Panic remains committed to its plan to surprise system owners uh, with free downloads of entirely new games, so today's video didn't include, uh, you know, any lengthy game reveals. In the meantime, we've been given 21 of the Season 1 game titles, along with a list of participating developers. Um, the, the indie heavy developer list includes Kaita Ta- Takahashi, uh, who did Katamari Damacy, which is insane. Uh, Nels Anderson from Did Firewatch, Firewatch yeah. Giles Goddard from 1080 Snowboarding, uh, Bennett Foddy from Getting Over It. Wow. I know, right? Uh, and Zach Gage from Spell Tower, along with tons of lesser known devs whose work has impressed them over the years. Uh, pre door. They have uh, pre order assurances, accessories, and uh, free online dev tools. Um, so that's something that's really excited. You can get uh, the standalone uh, accessory bolt uh, for it, which was a uh, GameCube purple cover yeah. uh, for $29.99 <laughs> or $20 with bu- when you bundle it with the hardware. And a stereo speaker attachment, which Playdate slots into, so it resembles an 80s-style alarm clock. Nice. This stereo dock doesn't have a price yet, but it will ship with a pre-installed radio- online radio option dubbed Pool Suite FM. Uh, that Panic says will include expertly curated SoundCloud playlists that will transport you to a magical sun-kissed musical zone between the past and the present. <laughs> or just connect it via Bluetooth to your phone if you'd rather cur- curate your own hipster jam sh- such, yeah. you know. Uh, so the hardware's future may well live beyond in an included season one of games as Panic in- announced a list of supporting game developers, including Lucas Pope of Papers, uh, and a plan to let them sell their games independently for the sake of sideloading onto the hardware. Panic wasn't ready to announce its own integrated storefront, but hinted that such a shop could come at a later date. Cool. Yeah, so uh, the Playdate announced Season 1 game developer list is Crankin' Time's Travel Adventure, developed by Uvula. <laughs> uh, it's Battleship Godios, developed by TPM.co Softworks. Uh, Boogie Loops, <laughs> developed by uh, Maylee Co and Andy Matushik. 
uh, Casual Birder, developed by Diego Garcia. Demon Quest 85, developed by... That's a lot of names. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just go through the names. Uh, Echoic Memory, Executive Golf DX, Flipper Lifter, Forest Burns, Up in Smoke, Hyper Meteor, Lost Your Marbles, Omaze, uh, Pick Pack Pup, Questy Chess, Ratcheteer, Sasquatchers, Snack, Spellcork, Zipper. I sound like I'm trying to like I read know. off like the, the fucking list of names that like activated the Winter Soldier. <laughs> like <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Uh yeah, Spellcork Zipper Saturday edition and Whitewater Wipeout. Wipe yeah. Yeah, yeah. I so. have to be honest, I am super excited. I am about to drop $179. That thing sounds so cool. It looks like a... It looks like... It's a it gi- looks so cool, too. It's so unique. It looks like an old-school crank TV. That's it, what it looks like. It has... I don't know if this is a, a handle or if it's an antenna. I, I can't... Um, well, it says you can use it. An what? analog crank is a primary control option. Well, what about the, the thing on top? The thing that's sticking out? That's the it. pen. That's the, the pen? Yeah, it comes with a pen, so you can touch the screen. Yeah, it's like a touchscreen type thing. But There's it looks a pin. Like it said that it had. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it looks cool. really. It looks really. It's unique. really retro looking. Yeah. I'm excited. Cool. Something that's retro though. I fully intend to get it. Do you it. want to talk about retro? Retro. Chicken nuggets are retro. But yeah. Yeah. Know, this is our final article. This, for this bothers me. This bothers me. It bothers me. Amogus. Amogus. Among us is everywhere. If you haven't noticed, if you haven't noticed, the the A shape of the imposters is pretty much everywhere. Um, that's the only way I kind of explain it. It's, it's like a, a dot with legs. Um, and someone found a chicken nugget that's exactly shaped one, like chicken one. Chicken And they're like, fuck it. You know what? This can sell for a lot of money, which chicken you're nugget. not wrong if they put it on eBay and make yeah, people and bid for it. Yeah, and dipped it in Chezuan sauce. <laughs> and, and guess what? They got back. They got nearly back $100,000. Yeah. And that's sus. How are you just going to find sold it? It sold at auction for $99,997 US dollars. He put it out. What the actual he put it, fuck? He put it out starting at 99 cents and let people just bid for it which is smart if you found something that looked like this this is somebody that's like this is an investment and people would buy this no matter what because people are fucking gullible and stupid with their money on the internet which is very true have, have you money. seen the other things people buy from ebay it's crazy yeah like have you seen supreme like, i have money take it i want this thing uh-huh that's pretty much it have you seen supreme supreme clothes? yep supreme <laughs> supreme their crowbar their crowbar that costs four hundred dollars supreme brick their supreme two hundred dollars yeah. I feel like I've lost brain cells just thinking about the fact that someone would pay that much for Supreme, it. Supreme yeah. is because of the brand. The brand is what costs the money. I don't money. even know where Supreme comes from. Like, honestly. Supreme comes from Supreme. Exactly. From the suppressed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, uh, I think I think I'm done talking about. Oh I yeah, no. By the way, the chicken McNugget. They found this chicken nugget in a BTS meal. I know it was in a BTS <laughs> meal, and I was like, I'm fucking triggered. Full mm-hmm. on, like BTS combo meal. BTS combo meal. Which, if you haven't watched their trailer, it's it's like them. Tra- Some of them can speak English, and the other ones really. The can't. reason why I bought not not this uh, LG V50, but the the LG like seven or eight. Thank you. Is because they had BTS oh my God. <laughs> advertising on it, and like it was a good phone. I like that phone. They know what they're appealing to. Yeah, I like that phone. So they same, appeal, same they with appealed. the Samsung girl. Yeah, they appealed to me, and I did, bought the did phone. Did that come out just like? Did we talk about that last week or this week? I don't know. 
if if you okay, just last note, uh, Samsung came out with their own mascot. That's a that's an animated girl. That's pretty much it. Oh, you know the virtual assistant. Yeah, we talked about we that. We talked about that okay, last okay, week. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I didn't know. Um, yeah. But that is it. Um, that's it. Uh, happy birthday, Katie. Yes, happy Thank birthday. You. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sitting here. Thank Even you. though some of this stuff was a little dense. A little sus. Yeah. A little over my head, but, you know, I'm still glad to hang out. Thank you guys for having uh, me. Yeah, um, of course. Always. You'll be on more often. Yeah. Yeet. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm down. Uh-huh. Still waiting for that Twilight episode. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll point. get to the Twilight episode oh, this summer. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Don't yeah. go, don't go out of your way to buy a chicken nugget worth ten thousand dollars, please. hundred thousand dollars. It doesn't matter. Just don't pay for a chicken nugget. Don't over. pay anything more for a chicken McNugget than what a chicken McNugget costs. Thank you and good night. Yes. Right. Thanks for listening to the Spitting Nonsense podcast. If you enjoyed anything we talked about and want to support or talk to us, we have included all the links you need at the Spitting Nonsense podcast on Discord. The link is posted in the description. Thanks again for listening.